Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Hi everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. I know, we're back again. I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host. How are we all doing? I'm not going to lie, I am a week out from quite a big virtual event and my brain is gone into a bit of a mush mode. You know, when you've got all that detail going through your head, you wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh crikey, don't forget to do that. I know you know that feeling, but it's wonderful because I will actually be on site for this. So a week away from being on site at at an event, how exciting. I'll tell you all about that when it's done. So today we're going to be talking about a topic which I am hugely passionate about, and that is event sustainability. Now, understandably, in the last year, event sustainability has not really been at the forefront of everybody's minds. However, if you're in a country where your COVID restrictions are starting to ease and live events may or may not be opening back up, then we do need to restart the implementation of sustainable practices within our event planning and delivery. Now, today I'm joined by Lisa Sweeting, the founder of Green Sense Events, who is a real expert at offering sustainable event solutions. I'm really looking forward to this chat because it is a topic that we have to get back on everyone's agenda. So without further ado, let's go and meet Lisa now. Lisa, it is absolutely wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here, actually. I've, uh, I'm have i an avid listener. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for inviting me. Well, that's wonderful to hear. So it's always good to have listeners on the programme too. So we're going to start by just finding out a little bit about you. Um, and we've got lots to talk about today. So let's just start by finding a little bit about your background and what you've been up to. Yeah, sure. So um, I've worked in events for uh, just over 15 years now. Um, started out in, um, actually started out in media, funnily enough, worked for the BBC for a little bit um, and then moved into events, which was quite similar to production in terms of skill set. Um, so started out in hospitality style events. Um, I worked for a catering and event management company. Um, so, you know, done all sorts, really kind of private events, weddings, corporate events, um, you name it. Um, and then moved into the charity sector um, and I was I worked for a charity for about 10 years actually yeah. um, organizing kind of outdoor mass participation events, uh, race for life, run 10ks, all that sort of thing. Um, so very different again. yeah um, and then I think really in the last few years you know I've always wanted to sort of do something for myself, set up and uh, set up for myself. And, um, and also, you know, I'm passionate about sustainability and I've noticed mainly in the last couple of years how kind of wasteful the industry can be. Yeah. Um, so when I set up <clears throat> Green Sense events last year, um, I really wanted to kind of combine a passion for sustainability with my background in events and, and really sort of embed it in the business right from the very get go. So that, um, you know, I would be working with sort of clients to to both um, manage the event right from the beginning through to the end, but also act as a um, consultant as well. So yeah. supporting um, other event organizers and businesses 
um, if they've got an event that they, you know, that they have already kind of in progress to sort of help them really get a strategy together and, and put together like a green policy for their events going forward. Fantastic. And you, you talked there about it being quite a, a new business for you. So how's it going? Are you enjoying um, owning your own business? Yeah, I am. I mean, it's such, uh, you have to have so many hats on don't yes. you, when you're your own, <laughs> your own business. I mean, it's a, it was a strange time to set up. I think yeah. I've had interesting kind of reactions to it. But in some ways, it was a really good time because, you know, um, there's never been a better time for kind of networking and um, reaching out to people because exactly. you know everyone's and really supportive of each other so in that sense it's been a really good time um, and it's allowed me the kind of time and space to really think about what type of business I wanted to do um, how it was going to kind of go how it was going to look feel um, the whole brand that sort of thing so so that's been really good and it's given me time to really learn about sustainability because although it was a passion of mine I mean there's there's always so much to learn about the subjects and I think yeah. as time's gone on I've realized for me the connection with sort of people the planet and people and I think you know people see sustainability as environmental and protecting the uh, wa protecting wildlife and protecting yeah. the environment but I think it's not until you make the connection between protecting our planet and everybody within it including ourselves that you really understand the importance of it so it's been a really good time um in some ways to, to set up so yeah it really has you're right you've had, had the space haven't you the space to actually think and that's what I found over the last year you know we've all slowed down a bit and you can actually think things through and just be mindful around the decisions that you're making so yeah I do I have enjoyed that in the last year and um, I, I want to know so let's talk about the events industry and sustainability because you know th there's the good the bad and the ugly um in terms of sustainability how are you finding it in terms of how how are clients tackling the sustainability are they are finding it high on their agenda are you really having to drill it home that it's something that we need to think about where's the balance I think there's a real mixture from from people I've spoken to um I definitely think it's it's more at the forefront of people's minds um at the moment yeah. especially because obviously we've had this time to kind of get out there reconnect to nature like you say take a step back and actually really think about how we do things going forward yeah so I think in some ways the pandemic has really helped us with that and almost um also connect to our kind of local communities and that sort of thing and I think people have really um have really found that over the time um but also I think the government are get are getting on board with this a lot more yeah you know, they announced their 10 point recovery plan back in um, I think it was November We've got the Conference of Parties 26 happening in Glasgow towards the end of this year. So I feel like there's a real buzz around it. Um, and I'm seeing, and I don't know if it's because I'm now kind of really researching and focusing on sustainability, but I feel like there's more conversations happening about it. Um, I just hope that that then turns into action as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've definitely, there's, I've spoken to a number of certainly event organisers sort of saying, I really want to be more sustainable. Where do I start? What can yeah. I do? Um, but equally, the hassle, there's always the people who sort of say, is it going to cost me more money? Hmm. Um, I'd love to be more sustainable, but it's uh, getting the kind of clients to buy into that and you know and I think you have to pick your battles I think yeah. you know if you're you can't do it on your own I mean I always say to people your whole team needs to be on board with it you know yeah. if, 
if it's one person saying I want to be sustainable then that's great in some ways but equally you know you everyone needs to be a part of it all your suppliers your client everyone you're working with all of your stakeholders else it's very difficult to kind of put those measures in place and also communicate it as well you know if it's um it needs to be communicated to your attendees and to your audience for it to work you can't say I want to be sustainable but not communicate it to the people coming to your event yeah and then they bring plastic bottles and you know throw everything in the general waste and sort of thing so it needs to be a complete um process where everyone's on board so yeah I think a real mixture but I definitely think there's more buzz at the moment around it that's what I'm finding going forward which is really exciting it is it's really exciting um the, the buzz is good and I agree it's good that the, everyone's starting to talk about it and I agree with the fact that everybody has to play their part so you know it, as an events professional it's really difficult for you alone to create an event that is fully sustainable and less like you talk about that your the senior team are all on, on board with that and your stakeholders are all on board on that and also like you say the supply chain the supply chain that you you choose to work with are all F, um, are all on board with that as well so it's really difficult you know it might be quite overwhelming for events professionals to think well what can I do how can I make a difference and and, and what can I do so what would you say to events professionals that are thinking about running an event and taking that step to work towards being sustainable yeah I mean it's interesting because you, you know you mentioned balance earlier and I think yeah. there always does have to be an element of balance because you know you are um it does depend on things like um, the wants and needs of a client. So, for yeah. example, if a client says, oh, I really want a historic venue, that historic venue might be um, might not have quite as good transport links as somewhere in a city centre. Yeah, um, it might not have quite as good accessibility, which falls under sustainability as, um, you know, an, an eco venue, for example. So it is always a balancing act. And, you know, I think that's important to kind of understand when you when you enter into this. And I think also it's important to understand that you don't have to do everything at once. You know, yeah. you can kind of focus on little things and then improve on those for your next event or, or that next event um, the following year. So what I would say is kind of pick those in, in issues that are important to you yeah. and where you think you can really make the biggest difference. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, um, I've looked Quite a bit at ISO 2012-1 and that standard um, and that's really interesting and whether you become certified in that or not it provides quite a good framework um, and it allows you to look at your whole business and the event and all the people involved we talked about all of the stakeholders earlier and actually work out what's the most important um, issues that are relevant to your business and that event. Yeah. Um, so it might be as simple as I'd like to the event to be plastic free or yeah. we'd like to go paperless and um, try and use digital technology more in place of that. Or it might be to do with a social impact. It might be, well, you know, we're going to try and really work with the local community to um, incorporate th those into our event, provide volunteering opportunities or work with local businesses. So it's really important to kind of understand what's most important um, to you and to that and to your client um, and really focus on that because I think if it's if it marries up with what the event and what the business is about then you're going to be more passionate about it from the very beginning so I think yeah pick out those those important issues and um, 
and think about them and incorporate them into the planning right from the beginning. Um, because I think the trouble is people kind of organise an event and then they get to the end and they think, oh, well, it'd be nice to have some recycling, actually. Yeah, yeah. But you need to incorporate that from the beginning because it might require a change of supplier, for example, or might be might require you to completely overhaul your procurement process. So yeah. you need to be thinking about it from the very beginning. Agree. And I like the fact that you've talked about there that you don't have to do everything. You could pick one thing that you think, you know, that your company or your client would be really pleased to get on board. So like like you talked about there, working with the local community in a way and focusing on that or going completely single plastic free for an event or whatever. So just pick that one thing and really thread it through the whole of your event from the supply chain to your stakeholders, to the communications, to your delegates and all of it. And then then that's a big tick, isn't it? You don't have to do everything all at once. And then that perhaps if it's an event that you're doing yearly, then the next year you can then incorporate something else as well until, you know, you, and then you're building on that sustainability project each year, aren't you? Which I, I like the idea of that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to, to pick, you know, one or two things and do it really well. It's better yes. to do that rather than try and do everything all at once, I'd say. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, I want you to be honest now. Be really honest with us, okay? What are some <laughs> of the real bad practices that events, not events professionals, or you see in events where you think this is something that could be changed so easily um, and really help from a sustainability aspect? What, what, just call out a couple of those bad practices for me. Um. I'd like to focus on compostable items, which yeah. I know is a small thing. And you think, oh, why, why is that a problem? But I think um, we focus quite a bit on waste. And now, yeah. obviously, the ideal is to um, think about eliminating or reducing, really, before we look at recycling. Yeah. Um, that's the best way to do it. So, you know, do you need that item in the first place? But I think compostable items are one of those things where it's seen as a solution to um, plastic for yeah. example. but the issue that we have there is that um, there is a lack of understanding of how to actually dispose of compostable items and that what I've seen where events say right we're going to have compostable um, and it's okay because it's some compostable item and then it all goes in the general waste yeah and yeah, the trouble yeah. with that is it doesn't break down properly in the general waste. It doesn't um, decompose. It doesn't break down, you know, naturally. You have to, it has to go to a compostable facility. Yeah. To actually make use of that and produce energy from uh, composting that item. And it's so confusing. And I, and I see it at home as well, where, you know, we, we get these materials and we don't know what to do with them. We think, great, we've got this item that's, that seems like a solution, but I don't know how to get rid of it. And it ends up in the waste or it ends up in the food bin. And, and it's just a lack of understanding. And I think, so, I, you know, it's important when you're um, putting these plans in place that you understand your materials yeah. or you understand how to dispose of them. So, I'd say kind of understanding is a big one. Um, and then greenwashing, people talk about greenwashing a lot where um, 
venues might say um oh yeah we're a green venue and we offer recycling or we're um you know we're really focused on our energy use and that sort of thing but it's really important when you go to those venues to actually make sure that what they're saying is actually what they're doing okay yeah so, like waste again you know it's uh, is it all going to end up in landfill is it all going to end up in a general waste bin or have they actually properly separated their waste and you can see where it's going. Um, and I think it's then communicating that to your audience. So, you know, for example, if you're, if you want, as I mentioned before, if you want your event to be plastic free, but you haven't told your audience that you want it to be plastic free and they bring a load of plastic or, you know, you're then um, going against what you set out to do. So it's important to kind of communicate your, your plans, um, definitely. Yeah, I like that idea as well. So, you know, on a site visit, um, you could actually start to ask those questions straight away, can't you, you know, or even in your initial inquiry to your venues that you're going out to, you can ask all of those questions and, and just like you say, don't just take the surface answer, really, when you get on the site visit, ask them to just show you what they're doing and, and get into the nitty gritty of it all. I, I do like that. And that's something that an events professional can do very, very quickly and very easily and build into their sort of site visit um session each time yeah yeah I like that okay now I want you to do me I I know we're not doing live events at the moment but um I want you to call out an event that you think well it could be any type of event um an, an event that you've seen um in the past that is done a really good job of being sustainable and and I'd like to know why talk to me about why that that event in particular has done such a good job of it I think the one that springs to mind has got to be Glastonbury Festival. Yeah. Because it's my, it's my local, like it's yeah. about 20 minutes down the road from me. So nice. I have to have a mention. <laughs> um, I think festivals generally are are kind of really doing well with this. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Shambhala, for example, um, Glastonbury, as I say, Green Gathering, all those kind of festivals are, are doing really well. And um you know and, and people are, are really embracing it as well um i think glastonbury especially because you know they they set out they said we're going to be plastic free yeah and I, I think quite often people make the excuse of oh we're too big you know it's too it's too big a task and obviously glass glastonbury is massive yeah and to just say no that's it we're plastic free is really bold and sometimes you have to be that bold agree um, in order to get everyone on board with it so you know all the vendors all the caterers had to comply because they put this rule in place and so there was no caveat there was no okay but you can do this or but you can do that it was literally that's the that's how we're going to do it and that was it so and yeah I think that's brilliant and obviously that it's you know that was the rule and and that was what had to people had to abide by so it sets the standard doesn't it it really does and that's what we need that's what we need those bigger companies to set those standards so that then the industry realizes actually this is this is a movement we've all got to be part of this and we've all got to play our part in in change so agree and well done to to Glastonbury because I I was glad really pleased you picked that one out because that one always stands out to my in my mind too (laughs) 
going forward then, looking into the future, um, we're, we're obviously doing lots of events in virtually at the moment. And from a sustainability point of view, you know, that's been really good. It's been great. The fact that, you know, from a, a carbon offsetting and the footprint across the international sort of travel and things, that's all obviously reduced. Um, how would you like, obviously we do want live events to come back. We definitely want live events to come back, but how can companies, people, businesses change that sort of travel element to make sure that we are being a little bit more sustainable in the future do you think it's the hybrid model that will work for that yeah definitely i mean i think that that is one benefit of the pandemic is yeah. that we've really embraced virtual yeah um and you know organizations have had to find a way of meeting and um seeing people um virtually so i think in some ways that's been a real benefit yeah um, and actually i think we've seen that you don't have to travel um, halfway across the country or halfway That's... across the world even for a one day meeting. You can kind of pick and choose where you spend your time and how you spend your time so I think that's a you know that's a real benefit and I think actually that what is set to continue personally that yeah. you know, will kind of just and it's more efficient you know in terms of time you can have a an hour meeting from your from your home or your place of work and then you can carry on with something else you don't have to incorporate those travel times so there's lots of benefits to that but yeah i think there like you say there's always going to be a need for face to face events yes yes in terms of relationship building mental health you know it's really important that we're um getting that human interaction and um and that's part of life isn't it and part of living and having those experiences so i definitely think there'll, there'll always be a need and you know fully embrace that um but i think hybrid does offer a good solution in that sense yeah. because you know you can have your depending on where the event is and where the where the business is based you know you can have an element of um the people who kind of are fairly close together to meet and then those who are maybe in another country can um, still connect via um, this the hybrid model via the digital um, uh, technology. So it does offer a solution in that sense. Um, and I think also it means then people will be able to kind of dip in and out as to the content that is relevant for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, but I think it needs. It's important that we remember that we that we need to do it well yeah so there's a difference between just streaming an event for someone to sit and watch which they're not going to do all day <laughs> um yeah. and versus kind of someone dipping into the content that's relevant and it being interactive and making sure that you, they have a good experience as someone would have if they if they were in person absolutely so, yeah as an events professional, we do have to think very differently now, don't we? Because we can't just if we if we're going down the hybrid route, which we're definitely going to do, and it's already it's already starting. Um, we can't just think those people that are coming in the room um, are going to want the same experience as the people that are online. It's going to be we're going to have to think about different strategies, aren't we, for the people that are on watching online and and their engagement versus the people in the room. So it's quite an exciting time, I think, because we've got to challenge ourselves and, and think about engagement in a very different way. 
Yeah, absolutely. And learn all over again. I think we've just yeah. about got our head around virtual events and now yes. we have to learn hybrid all over again. <laughs> this is it, definitely. Now, um, you know, I'm hugely passionate about sustainability and we had, a, we had a bit of a conversation about it before we pressed record. Um, if our listeners want to find out more and they're, and they're thinking, do you know what, I want to play my part. I want to make, you know, make those steps to create change within their business or for their clients. What tools and, and where would you send them? Where can they go to find out and the sort of training things that they can take on board well obviously feel free to connect with me absolutely <laughs> happy to offer some advice <laughs> and opinions where I can um but yeah I mean there's lots of good resources out there I definitely re- recommend someone like Julie's Bicycle um, oh, yeah. charity and um that's a really interesting website there's um various uh, so that website has an online um, calculator on it. So if you want to look at calculating your carbon footprint, for example, yeah. that's a really good place to go. Um, there's lots of documentaries and things around at the moment, which I'd recommend. There's loads coming up at the moment. So obviously the David Attenborough, Our Planet. Um, I mean, that was a real game changer for me because I really kind of, um, it really uh, t- touched a chord there. And I thought, yeah. oh, goodness. So, you know, do kind of watch things like that because it's really inspiring um but yeah there's lots on um there's lots on linkedin at the moment i've um, connected with quite a few other similar businesses and um you know if you just put in hashtag sustainability for example there's always yeah. coming up on there there's a really good website called ed which is edie.net i think it is and again they have relevant news and they often um talk about businesses um, across the world and what they're doing um, in terms of uh, going carbon neutral and some of their targets that they're putting in place so it's not so events related but it's interesting to see what other organizations generally are doing yeah um, yeah to be greener so um, yeah definitely have a look at those I mean there's various um, companies similar to mine around that are um some are event management organizations some are purely consultancy based um but yeah i mean i i've been working with um i've been doing project management with the bulb um which is a really good organization and again she works with a number of businesses to kind of look at um sustainability um policies and csr policies and that sort of thing so that's um that's really useful but yeah i mean there is lots online at the moment lots of discussions going on so yeah um, yeah just get out there and, and do some research so and that's it for me as well and me and my team that I work with at the moment and um, for Carnival we are asking the questions so within our in the business we are asking the questions what's being done um, and I think that's what we should do do as a as a, an event professional whether you're on the corporate side whether you're in an agency side challenge people challenge what why are we doing these processes what is our CSR policy um, I think it's really important that we can all play our part and, and actually you know Yes, we're one person, but if all, if every single one person just challenges, questions, makes one change, then we, we're all going to do this, aren't we? We're all going to make that change for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I'm always saying to people, um, you know, as an individual, you still have a lot of power and influence. And yeah. although, you know, as an events company, um, as I said at the beginning, you know, you need to kind of get everybody on board. But I think having a conversation is it carries a lot of weight I mean I um last year I decided that as I was 
kind of talking about this through my business that I would also try and implement some of these changes as, as a family at home so we've been trying to reduce our plastic we went plastic free for a month right and it was so interesting and it and it was a real eye-opener and actually through that just talking to colleagues friends family you know you can really have an influence yeah. over some people and you know and I, I was really surprised by doing it myself and then talking to people about it how much a kind of of this sort of ripple effect that you have yeah oh well, that's really interesting I'll try that or I didn't know that oh I'll try that so just by having just by talking quite often um you can make a real difference there make a real impact yeah agree yeah absolutely I'm gonna stop there because um I, I start ranting about these things in terms yeah and I have to remember just get back in my box a little bit so um final question for you then and your business um you know we're, we're coming slowly out of lockdown we started in the UK we restrictions are easing hopefully we'll get back to some sort of live events later in the year in the UK and internationally potentially um later down the line um let's think about your business what are your hopes for the rest of this year what's your plans so I think at the moment I'm um doing quite a bit of project management work on the side yeah um, which is really helping because it's you know again it's learning and it's kind of working with businesses on their sustainability policies which is great, great. Um, but ideally for me, you know, my kind of ultimate aim is to build up a client base um, of my own um, and in, in the corporate world and, um, you know, and start really organising some, some sort of big in-person live events, um, which would be wonderful. And also, you know, working with people on a consultancy basis as well. So yeah. I offer sort of both services. But yeah, I mean, that's my sort of ultimate aim, really, to kind of start building up that client base, um, building up a network of um, suppliers and venues. So I've been I've started to do that already and kind of look at um, sustainable suppliers, kind of local um, eco venues and nice. so that I offer that um, choice, you know, for my clients. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my sort of plans, really. And, um, yeah, just continue to grow my network and, um, yeah, and, and hopefully encourage more people to be sustainable. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I absolutely wish you all the best with this, because I think you've got you're onto something there that people and corporates, especially and um, clients need to be thinking about. So, yeah, I, I think you're going to flourish. Definitely. And if <laughs> If people want to find you, um, obviously online, and um, where can they find you? Where can we where can we go? Yeah, so um, I have a website which is greensenseevents.co.uk. Um, I'm on Instagram at greensenseevents, um, and I'm also on LinkedIn um, as Lisa Sweeting, and I have a Green Sense Events LinkedIn page as well. So um, so yeah, feel free to to reach out via those channels and um, be more than happy to help. Great. And uh, yeah, I'm sure lots of our listeners will want all of your knowledge. So I'm sure they'll start getting in touch with you. Lisa, this has been fantastic. And I'm going to continue to follow your journey. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Well, that was just brilliant. Lisa, thanks so much for sharing all your expertise in this area. It really was a fascinating conversation. And I hope if you're listening that you are now thinking about all the different practices that you can adopt in your events to build in your sustainability plan, because it is such a key area moving forward for us. So now I want to hear from you. 
What practices are you adopting to make sure that your events are sustainable? Join our community online, on Twitter, on Instagram, or on LinkedIn and share those practices with us because it's always great to share your different tips and tools and, and create that community. We can all definitely learn from each other, hey? Now, if you're enjoying the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe on your usual podcast provider and maybe even give us a little cheeky five-star rating too. Love to catch up with you, love to connect, so please do reach out to me. I'm Kelly Frew on all the socials or you'll find my contact details on my website, Storymaker Events. Please feel free to get in touch. And I think that just wraps up this week quite nicely. Do take care of yourselves and I'll be back very, very soon with the next episode. Bye for now. Bye for now.